Hey, this is Chris Sanchez, and you're listening to Factually Speaking, a CastBox original podcast. The show where we talk about interesting facts with interesting people. Hey guys, welcome back to Factually Speaking. Uh, I'm Chris. I'm here with Briars. Hello. And we have our first guest Woo-hoo. ever. <laughs> this man is a legend. A living legend. In his own mind. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, actually. Yes. I'm here with Greg Manwaring. Um, for those of you who don't know, Greg has worked on some of the probably the most famous animated films of all time. <laughs> not to uh, you know, Snow not to White. make <laughs> such Peter a Pan. big deal about it. <laughs> He's very humble. Well, actually, Lion King. Yeah, I did po- Lion King. Pocahontas. Pocahontas, yes. <laughs> the Iron Giant. Yep, that's a good one. Ren and Stimpy. this 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 game um i am just like i can't do you know like are you aware of the caliber of the movies that you worked on not any no it's 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 humbling uh when people like you guys um it makes me you know uh, feel very good when people like you guys remind me that you grew up on these things and that you know, it's it meant so much to you and stuff because you know I made those things so long ago. And at the time when you make them, you don't. I, I don't know. You know, as a kid growing up, of course that was Hollywood was magic to me and everything. But now I'm in it, and mm-hmm. I don't feel the same impact. Obviously, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. So it's nice to hear you guys. You know, fan. Uh, what do you call it? Fanboy, fan, fan, fan girl. boy, fan girl. Yeah, yeah. they can. I, I love it. I'll be right there with you. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, okay, just to clarify. Yeah. Were you in an episode of Full House? <laughs> yeah, I'm in an episode. Okay. That's way. <laughs> Can you explain, like, uh, what is the deal? Okay, how, so, well, why? Full House came to Florida. They were filming in Florida uh, an episode that was all in the parks. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And so they uh, were going to come in. So one character on the show was apparently friends with Mark Hinn, this other, this, one of our top animators, Who's in the? So they pretend like he's an old friend. So he gives them a tour of the animation department. So they, uh, of course, I wanted to be in it. So I'm standing there, and they, they, the camera passes by me as I'm talking to this one guy and flipping a scene, flipping the scene to the guy and stuff. So, yeah, it's just momentarily. But what's cool is that I swear it was like the day after or something. I got this phone call from my cousin who I hadn't heard from in like 30 years, and she's like, "Oh my God, is that you?" I'm like, wow, you, what? No, it won the next day. Obviously, when it came oh, out. Yeah, I yeah. was like, yeah, wow, yeah, yeah, what yeah, a yeah. quick post production. <laughs> no, yeah. no, but when it came out, she was on the phone. Yeah. I was just like, wow. I mean, that's a famous that episode, the Disney one. Is it? Yes, yeah, that's like a, everyone knows yeah. the episode because one of the kids gets lost in the park. Oh. Yeah. They find her. I can't believe Spoiler you, alert. That, I'm sure I saw it. Like, did you watch Full House? Oh, I was obsessed yeah. with oh, Full right. House. I was also you so so young, but I'm, I'm yeah. sure I have. Me too. Why, what year yeah, yeah, did? Yeah. What year were you in the Full House episode? Oh God, man, that would have been. Uh, I was there from I was there from ninety two to ninety five, so it was between there. Was okay. that the animation studio that was inside MGM? Yeah, Studios? you could take a tour and watch us. <gasps> so you stood about six feet up above R. us. RIP. Those were the good days. Did you go there? I went to MGM as a child. Do you remember seeing us? No, I don't remember seeing. Oh. Yeah. Is this a trip, man? I mean, it, I would have been first... there in 93 or 92. Right. But when I was. You... Go ahead. I was. I don't remember. It wasn't long term memory yet. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right. Not to um, do that. But what's a trip about that place was when I took the job and the first day I walked in that studio, you know, 
I just see this wall of people like looking through the glass at. I'm going, oh, this is going to be weird. Like an animal in a zoo. Yeah, because I've yeah. got to draw in front of Yeah. These, but they put them high enough up that you don't. And I swear, within five minutes, you're not even aware of them anymore. Right. But you got to be aware of yourself because you might, you know, pick you your ear or yeah, something yeah. or, you know. So I hate that they got rid of that. MGM used to be such a better so cool, studio. Man. You could go on. I don't, there were just such better rides and attractions. Oh, really? and Yeah. Oh. There's like an interactive sitcom set and they'd call someone up oh, and you that's got so to be cool. on the show. Yeah. I it's did that gone. Universal when I was a kid. When I was uh, eight at Universal, I got called up to be in this uh, interactive thing with this little girl and I was driving a car and I'd say, I love you. And I'm like, well, I can't say that. <laughs> I was so stupid. Would That's people great. like freak out when they saw you through the window? Like if you waved oh, at someone who was visiting. Oh, they loved they it. Like- yeah, but people would, I'd be working and there'd be a knock on the window and I'd like look back and it'd be some of my friends. I'm like, what? What are you guys yeah, doing? Right. Oh, some magician friends uh, that we all know, uh, Rudy Kobe and, and a couple other guys. And it was like, oh my God, come on. That's and I'd cool. go out and meet them and bring them in and stuff. And, and then I, I on my desk I put Würzburg, Germany, on a piece of paper so that if in case somebody came through that was from there they would knock or something. Yeah. And that happened quite often. Yeah, That's you were working so on actual cool. like yeah. you were doing your job. It just happened to be open yeah. to the public. You weren't yeah, just well, like doodling really, for fun. Oh no no no. We yeah, were, we were working. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. That was really cool. I mean, like I, Lilo and Stitch was done there. Was, the, yeah. Um, uh, a few Mulan movies were done fully there. done yeah, uh, in Brother that studio. Bear. I had left just, I had left when they were getting ready to do Mulan. Okay. That's when I went to uh, Warner Brothers. In okay. LA. Yeah. That was a, it was a good experience. Uh, I just remember every lunchtime we'd go to the commissary there, you know, for, oh, for the yeah. workers and all these kids would be there. Joking around, little kids like 12, 13 and playing around stuff. And it was every day. And I realized now, all these years later, it was Britney Spears. It was all, He's it was dead. the Mickey Mouse. He's dead. Club. You don't under, he, this guy Stop. loves Britney understand. more my, than my, like, anyone on the blood planet. Blood pressure just oh, really? went up. So, <laughs> Carrie Russell, little known. Oh, well, I didn't know she, I love yeah, Carrie Russell. Yeah, the American Wait, and, So uh, the Mouseketeers. Yeah. Yeah. Were, so they were just there, you know, having their lunch. It was like stuff. the cast where cast yeah. would. In fact, a, a dude walked past me and I go, Hey, aren't you Stacy Peralta? And he goes, Yeah. I go, dude, I grew up a skateboarder. I grew up you know skating Dogtown and you know, you guys are my heroes. And he goes, Really? And I was like, What are you doing here? And he goes, Oh, I'm directing the Mickey Mouse Club. I go, Oh, okay, cool. You know, that's so that cool. So to like insane. go to work on the in the studio on the lot of one of the like yeah. parks. To I know. go to work in a theme park. And that was cool. But and not be like, you know, just like turning the ride on and yeah. off. Like you yeah. were like the nitty gritty of it. Yeah. And then I always had friends and family showing up uh, for free passes and stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, because they come all the way to Orlando. <laughs> so I'd Do you still get free entry into Disney parks if you want to? No, uh, no. I mean, I have a lot of friends, but I don't know if they get the same passes like they used to. You know, but if you're yeah. a current cast member, or you get pretty good perks. You can let people yeah. in. I think if you're there working in the park, you can let up to a certain, certain number amount. of people in. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it was unlimited for us. Wow. At the time. That we, we, we made a lot of people jealous at that place because we, we could have long hair. We'd have beards, mustaches, whatever. And the rest of the cast you can't have couldn't have. Beards, yeah. Yeah, we right. could because we were animators and we're, yeah. we're you know, the not artists. supposed to yeah. be. Yeah, so uh, it made a lot, annoyed a lot of the... I have a great story. You just made me think. So it's, when you first joined Disney, you uh, you go to a, 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 day, a kind of initiation day where they kind of talk to you about Disney history and all this stuff. And, and at the park there... Um, see, I, I had that in, in L.A., so I was amongst, you know, people making films and stuff. But in the Orlando Park, the animators that were down there would have it alongside of people that were 
going to get jobs uh, as custodians and whatever, right? And uh, they team you up with other people and you kind of go through this game playing thing about, you know, Disney and all this stuff. And at the end of it, they tell a lot, they tell people where they're going to be assigned and stuff. And of course, animators are where you know we're animators. We're going to. And uh, my friend Barry was, Barry Temple was um, <laughs> with this guy, teamed up with this guy. And he got announced, uh, Barry was announced that he's going to be an animator. And, and the guy goes, oh my God, you are so lucky, dude. <laughs> custodian oh my god you get to draw figures as if you know everyone had a shot at it first, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that was so oh, funny, that's, funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh. that's great so, that's so yeah. funny. you guys what projects were you i also love that your cousin called you because you're in full house and, like, <laughs> forgetting wild. the fact that you've worked on like, yeah well, i mean why did she even have seen it recognized me <laughs> it didn't have my name on there yeah. uh, you know it's bizarre but it was cool it's like wow yeah yeah so were you guys what were you working on while in the park, like, were you animating for movies? Yeah, we were, um, I mean, when I was there, they were just finishing um, uh, Sinbad. So mm. I didn't get to, uh, no, excuse me, Sinbad. Did they do <laughs> no, Sinbad? No, Isn't that Dreamers? No, that's, no, that's Dreamers. Okay, okay. I, was like, I had ah. something to do with that, too, uh, in a small way. But no, um, uh, Aladdin. Okay, <laughs> okay. Oh, similar attire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Reaching. they finished in Aladdin. And, uh, and so I didn't get any scenes on it because they yeah. actually had already divvied them out. And I was like, oh, damn. Cause, so instead, I get started working on this uh, little Roger Rabbit short that they were doing next, uh, the one in the forest there. Oh, Trail Mix-Up, it's called. And then we went on to do Lion King, and then we went on to do Pocahontas. Would you have a sense of something when you were working on it? Like, this is going to be big, or you have no idea yeah, when you're in you, the No, you can it. tell when something's going to be big, and you can tell when something's going to be terrible. Yeah. Wow. Uh, outside Disney, I worked on some things, and I go, oh, God, it's going to be a horrendous 18 <laughs> months or three years. Yeah. And you know it's just going to be bad, and it is. Mm-hmm. You know, but you do your best. So was there an excitement around Lion King? Oh, yeah, of course. So, and the, yeah. the music and everything. Well, because, you know, yeah. once you heard the Elton John and, and Tim Rice uh. and those guys were on board, and, yeah. Now, when did they, because I, I read that Disney thought Pocahontas was going to be the bigger movie. Mm-hmm. So they had, That's like, the rumor, they called yeah. it the B team. I don't, maybe you can validate B this. Team. Working on the Lion King. Maybe like they, they wanted some you. of the, were you, <laughs> but you, you worked on both movies. So I, don't, I mean, look, in the history of Disney, there was always, uh, like Dumbo was done at the same time that uh, a bigger one was being done, whatever it was at the time, uh, maybe Fantasia or something. Mm-hmm. And they had probably the creme de la creme of the newest guys on like Fantasia or whatever it was. But you had these hardcore old school guys that were, that did Dumbo and, Mm-hmm. A lot of the big names that we came to know, like, like Mil- Milk Call. Well, no, some of the nine old men were on Dumbo. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But most of them were on the other thing. But that doesn't take anything away from how great Dumbo right, right, right. is. Yeah. And and this whole nine old men thing was just, it was ridiculous that he named that small group of guys. That was just that, a Walt thing to like It was a Walt thing and it, just, and it just messed up the rest of the crew because yeah. like my teacher, Hal Ambro, was just as worthy of being one of those guys. And he, yeah. you know, I... I he did so much in all the great films. Like I used to go to the morgue, which is where they held all the Disney, the, all the scenes from all the movies were in, in these, uh, uh, you know, uh, 
shelves. Mm-hmm. And this, this whole shelf thing would be Snow White. This whole shelf thing would be Fantasia, et cetera. And I'd go along and find the scenes that my teacher did. I go, wow. oh, he did that scene? Oh, my God. Some like of the, the greatest pages, what, the You mean like the rough animation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. From the, the drawings, drawings to the uh, cells, to the, they kept everything. It's, it's called it's the Archives Cal Arts? Today. No, no, or, no, no. Uh, at Disney it, oh, Studios. okay. Yeah, I used to go down and hang Burbank. out with Morgan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's so, cool. The uh, the wow. nine, so the Nine Old Men thing uh, was unfair to the rest. There were so many great animators like John Sibley and these other guys that yeah. didn't get called Nine Old Men. And, you know, kind of limited. Them kind of wrong. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How did you guys work on, so, because you worked on both like uh, The Lion King and Pocahontas. Mm-hmm. Did you work on two movies at the same time? No. Would anyone work on two movies at the same time or how? Because no. they must have been in production. They came out a year apart. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, there's enough, there's enough people going around. So they'll, they'll choose a production designer for Lion King and that's not going to be the same production designer for the Pocahontas. And so those guys can already be working uh, simultaneously to, to uh, get their, those things up and running. Um, and then animators can, will eventually come off one film and go into the other one. Okay. Um, so is that what happened with you? Did you? I just go from one to the next. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't a supervisor on any of those ones. And supervisor would be, um, so a supervisor on, on uh, Lion King might not even be on Pocahontas. Because they're on Lion King the whole time. Yeah. So and, and, well, yes. And they've already chosen the supervising animators for the next one while those guys are busy. Uh, right, right, right. right. So, okay. They so have overlap, to get, those yeah. supervisors have to get their characters up and ready. Okay. Up and running and stuff. So uh, they have to design them and get them approved, do test animation on that stuff. And that's while the other one's still going on. And then once that's all done, then the crew kind of comes over and we get attached to whatever characters. And then, yeah. So what were your characters for The Lion King? On Lion King, I was mostly on the uh, the hyenas. Okay. I did some, um, just a few scenes with young Simba and one with Scar and uh, but mostly hyenas. They were fun. But, but did I didn't you, want you didn't know to do the them. voice cast yet. Oh yeah, you did know the voice. Oh yeah, cast. So yeah, you're yeah. kind of animating with that in mind. Oh, we the voices are done first. Okay. We we animate to the voices. Okay. So once they've done the scratch thing you were talking about earlier, scratch yeah. uh, voices, then they bring in once they've approved the animatic, like they watch the film with scratch voice, they go, okay, it's there. Then they bring in the real voices. Okay. Re-record, put those in with the animatic, get rid of the scratch, and then we all get our scenes with the real voices. Okay. Yeah. Do you I have remember. any filmed footage of them, of their faces? I know they no. do that sometimes you now. Know, I hear people do that, but they do I film those sessions, but I don't know anybody's. I've never watched it. I mean, okay. I can hear, you know, I close my eyes. I can hear the voice. I can hear the inflictions mm-hmm. up and down and stuff. And I can picture that character doing that stuff. Um, I don't need to be influenced by the actor. Yeah. Um, in their face. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's pretty much. You can hear it. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, some people do, I guess, uh, watch something. Maybe the actor does a cool, like, little thing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, I've always just uh, enjoyed pulling it out of my own imagination and stuff. But you reminded me of uh, when I was working on Lion King. What it was I working on Lion King? Yeah, the Lion King. One day I heard this voice in the distance. And I'm like, is that Cheech? He's like, yeah, who's that, man? I'm like, oh, shit. And I walked over and I said, Cheech, man. Hey, I'm Greg Manwaring, blah, blah, I'm friend of Don Cheeto and stuff. Oh, you know Don? Because they had been on this show together. And I said, yeah, me and Don were friends from CalArts. He goes, oh, man, yeah, cool, cool, cool. And I told him a story about how I got in trouble with my dad years earlier from having one of his albums, Cheech Chong albums. And I said, oh, man, I'm sorry. He said, no, it's cool, bro. It's cool. Don't worry about it. But I, I enjoyed doing his voice because he was such 
a part of my youth. Uh, Cheech and yeah, Chong, the albums. Yeah. A lot of kids today don't know Cheech and Chong, but yeah. I'm surprised you, you say you do. Barely. I, barely. You should, if <laughs> you haven't heard the albums like Los, Los Cochinos and stuff, you should definitely, that's the green album, you pull it out. Yeah. But you doing that impression is reminding me of the hyena. That's yeah, how I know his voice, exactly. I feel like. Oh, yeah. You should listen to Cheech and Chong. <laughs> oh, my God. They're funny. Yeah. Yeah. So how do they, when they pull you into a room and they just tell you, hey, so there's this movie called The Lion King. We need you to animate some hyenas. Do you know what they're supposed to look like? Do you yeah. come up, like how, what's the lead up, like the process to so designing say, a character? Okay. Well, yeah, like I told you, they, get, they have some supervising animators who have gotten together with a character designer and they've refined the characters as they see them. The, the supervising animators refine them mm-hmm. as they know they need to uh, be refined in order to make them act to the best ability and, and you know, and move as such. And then those guys do some test animation stuff. So when we get assigned, they said, Greg, you're going to be on the highness. And I'm like, well, I want to be on Zazu the bird. <laughs> Rowan Atkinson, man. I love Rowan Atkinson. I, I can see him. Yeah, but we're not doing him in Florida. I go, oh, man. Oh. So, yeah, you're on the highness. Okay, cool. So then we, the hyena unit, there might be, I think there are like five of us in Florida or three of us in Florida. I don't know. And then there was like a handful out here as well. Maybe five were out here and three were in Florida. And then we get together with the supervisors who show us all the drawings. We get all the drawings and we go through them and he kind of, you might go draw on a whiteboard and say, here's how I see, you know, the, the construction of it, you know, the neck, the body, you know, and stuff. We go through that and, and that helps us uh, to understand and the nuances between the faces of the three, you know, Ed, Banzai and Shenzi. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg and, yeah. and Ed yeah. was just like really? you know <laughs> yeah and, Ed's uh, my favorite really the Ed laughing scene is the, I've watched like YouTube compilations of the Ed laughing I liked it I did one scene with Ed where, where they're like laying there and the Malthasa's over them like I want to kill these guys and, and no laughed. no I didn't do it what about you she, no I didn't do it what about you Ed and like blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I did that I liked that because I did multiple noses and stuff you know and that's and, awesome. and like, oh have you read the whole script though, right no. from the get go? They, they no, give we you saw the, the we see, scenes. No, we we all see the movie in an uh, animatic form. Okay. So we 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 know you know where everything is, uh, yeah. how it's going to sit in, the, in okay. the movie and stuff like that, which is really yeah, it's, it's great. That's so yeah. crazy. You yeah. guys have to draw them the exact same way. So yeah, we do, but that's 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 what. First of all, we we've been chosen to be Disney animators for our abilities to draw, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I listen, there's some guys that draw a lot better than I do. I, I always say I struggle, but so do my friends. They say they struggle too, but um, we all get what's called a model sheet. And so when I'm working on a character, let's say Shenzi or something, I pin up in front of me, up, my board's here, and then I pin up above me all these different uh, drawings of Shenzi that the supervised animator has made. So that... And you never my, stray too far from uh, that initial yeah, yeah, concept. Exactly. Yeah, Everybody gets the same sheets. So when they have a scene with Shenzi, they all refer to it. Yeah. So refer, oh, right, like that, okay. You know, right. we don't draw that drawing. Right, right, right. We know how things are, though. We see all the way around it. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that keeps everybody consistent. And then we have assistants, To The animators all have assistants, and the assistants are actually supposed to redraw our drawings and make them even better. Oh. That's their job as an assistant, to even put it more on model, it's called. Okay. So. Like add maybe more Maybe put like four detail. whiskers and they... Yeah, and just uh, maybe the nose, I drew it maybe too pointed. They uh, round it off. Uh-huh. Okay. You know, they really, it's their job to refine it to make everybody's look the same. Yeah, that's so. So yeah. for the people listening who don't know, 
because I didn't know until I was preparing to do this episode that when they are animating a movie, they'll have people all across the country doing it in different locations. You know, they had, you, you said a team, one team was in Florida. There was another team in California animating for the Lion King. Yeah. They had yeah. teams in uh, Paris and sometimes even in London. And, but they weren't always working on the same thing, but uh, Orlando and Disney and uh, LA did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there was the earthquake in LA when the movie there was bombed. <laughs> what? <laughs> but it just happened in, during production. On towards Lion the King. end of production of Lion King, there was an earthquake out here, and then the animators couldn't work at Disneyland. They had to work from home or mm-hmm. something at like Disneyland that. Or Disneyland or Disney or the studios. <laughs> the Disney That's studios. what people say. You worked for Disney. You it's worked a, at the park. I'm like, no, yeah. <laughs> I don't really know. I mean, you did at one point at in World. Orlando. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was fun. Yeah, I'm, that's so. Oh, I still have I'm, it I'm in sad me. about MGM. Yeah, it's, it, they it's not the same. They didn't deserve to be uh, closed down. Mm-hmm. I won't go into that, but it was political. And the, mm. the guy that was running the studio at the time. Wait, and, wait. Yeah. This is what I don't even. Can we recap what happened? I think we talked about it recently. MGM in Florida. Now Hollywood Studios. Is, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they just closed, closed a great this. movie ride, you know, last year. Oh, did? Yeah. Well, they're probably going to replace it with some Star Wars thing or something. Some um, Toy Story. It's a oh, whole Toy, Toy Story. Story land. Okay. So you can't, I mean. Do they still yeah. have the Muppets in Pixar? 3D? I think, yes. Oh, yeah. That was my favorite. Yeah. That was Princess Di's favorite. I was oh, talking really? To, yeah, I was talking to her at the studio one day. Princess Diana. Yeah, for like five Just minutes. She was <laughs> to so clarify, Princess yeah, Diana. And, and I said, so. Never heard you? of her. <laughs> and I asked her, like, did you have a favorite ride? She goes, oh, I love the Muppets in 3D. And I go, oh, so did I. And I was, yeah, it was Huh. And her son, her sons were running around. Harry was like eight, and he was just like this little kid. And I go, hey, Prince Harry. Like, he was real small, and he goes, oh, shit, my hand. he was shy. But William was like running around with his little entourage. He's running. He goes, mommy, mommy, I want that drawing, mommy. <laughs> mommy, I want that drawing. And then he'd like lose interest when he saw that one of my buddies had a, a rat. This rat. And he like went a over, pet rat. Yeah. And he... He went over and let this rat run around. I thought, oh, God, I wish I had a camera right now to show vermin playing with, you know, the king of... Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. <laughs> See what the people thought about that. But, Did you get the oh, sense wow. that they knew they were royalty when you the met kids? them? kids? Yeah. They kn- oh, well, he was... You could tell he was spoiled. Really? Yeah. I mean, back then, I don't always like... I mean, you see him now, he's got three kids and stuff. Yeah, I think Yeah. Yeah. It's a trip I, that I'm that old. It's weird that I'm that old to see this guy with three kids. Right. When I knew him as a little kid running around like a... Brat. Yeah. Weird. That's so, I mean, it's yeah, so you must have some neat people come through, though. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, we always had celebrities coming through there. Mm-hmm. It was always cool. Would they let them come into yeah. the room they, with Yeah, you? they'd show yeah. them around like princes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, you no one else was allowed MGM in the room, though. in those days. No. Okay. No. Boy, the when glass. those celebrities came through, you know, people behind the glass were like, oh. Yeah. You know, pointing yeah. and stuff. Like, oh, my God, it's your princess Diana. Wow. Did you ever talk to Britney Spears? Listen, man, when I met her. Child, <laughs> no, she, like- she blanked me, man. She blanked me at um, the Glendale Gallery one time. It's the weirdest thing. I've met, come on, I mean, I meet all these people. I met uh-huh. Justin Timberlake. said, hey, man, I worked over there when you guys were kids. He, oh, really, man? Yeah, you know, it was cool. Britney blanked me, man. And her mom was so embarrassed. She was like, well, I'm sorry. And I go, no problem. <laughs> no problem. But I'm like, the only celebrity to blank me is. Prince and her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Prince played me three times. I'm like, oh, man. Come on, man. That's so funny. I feel like in Britney's defense at this point, she's more of like a shell of just like. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Poor girl. Yeah. And at but one point, she could have the name Timberlake, like in the song. I'll give you my name. What was he saying? 
Oh, oh, um, is this it my is love? One of my... them? I can't remember. Cry me a river. Oh, oh. Cry me a... Ooh, great song. <laughs> yeah. You mean they could have gotten married? She That's what he says. I was, I was ready to give you mm-hmm. money. Yeah. Da, 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 da. The matching denim outfits at the VMAs. Did they? Yeah. It's like that. I thing. know what song that is. But I can't. It, it wasn't Crimea River. Um, oh, it was the other one. What goes around comes. What goes around, around. comes around. Oh. That's right. Ooh, there you go. Yeah, I, I just had like a, like an ESP moment. Like it was coming. <laughs> you <laughs> did good. You did good. Um, how did you? So, can you tell me how you led up? How, how did life lead you to working yeah, for Disney? You know, that's like uh, what I like to talk tell a story because I like to encourage kids. Uh, I love talking to kids and people. People about you know, achieving their dreams and stuff. And and I was a boy growing up on an army base. I'm originally from Gary, Indiana, which is famous because everybody's, oh, Jackson 5. I'm like, well, it was the Jackson 6 until I went solo. <laughs> but uh, Or the song from Hello, oh, Dolly. No, no not no. Hello, Dolly, from Music Man. Oh, yeah, yeah, Gary, Music Man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's what I think. <laughs> yeah, I was in that play across Germany. That was fun. But anyways, I regress. And um, I was a boy growing up on an army base in Germany, Würzburg, Germany, at the age of 10 till 21 in. I remember I was in, I always drew, I always like loved art. I always flunked at math and everything like that. It was horrible. But uh, when I was 16, I was a junior in high school and I was like, okay, wait a minute, next year, I'm going to have to graduate and go off to college. Now, what do I want to be? What do I want to learn? What do, you know, I've got to go all the way back to the States. You know, my family still lives in Germany. It's you know, a big decision, what I'm, you know, a decision I would be making. And, um, I said, well, you know, I want to do something with art because I love drawing. I love doing art. So what kind of fields are there? And I started thinking, well, sculpting, uh, commercial art, uh, um, this, this, this. Then I said, cartoons. Uh, wait, cartoons? God, I love cartoons. Hold on. <laughs> Those are drawings. Oh, man, okay. I'm going to be an animator. So I wrote to Walt Disney Studios and I said, how do I become a Disney animator? And they wrote back and sent me these little pamphlets and stuff. And it turns out, turns out a lot of my friends... Did the same thing. They wrote to Disney. Huh. They got a response. And so uh, they t- said, you know, we suggest you try to get to this school of ours called CalArts, California Institute of the Arts. They only, they only allow 25 student, new students a year. It's very exclusive and you have to be one of the best. And I'm like, yeah, that's, I'm going to do that. I'm going to, yeah. yeah. And so um, I graduated the next year and then I, then I saved, I worked on the Army base until I was 21, saving up my money because we didn't have the money to afford such a thing. And so I just saved my money till I had about a year and a half's worth of money, got accepted, and then, uh, you know, that was it. But um, I, you know, and the other thing is when I when I got here, I said, okay, I'm gonna give myself five years to get to Disney because I need, you know, I need, I don't have enough money to go to Calars more, you know, a couple years. So I'm gonna give myself five years. I'll get in the industry, but I want to get to Disney within five years, and I got to Disney within two. So wow, you know. But how was CalArts as an environment? Are most people there for Disney and, or? Um, no, in animation, yes. But right, right, I mean, right. The school of dance, school right, of music, right, right. school of theater. And like I said, my buddies in theater back then was were uh, Glenn Plummer, Don Cheadle, Jesse oh, Brago, okay. people you probably don't even know. What, you know, everybody knows Don, Don Cheadle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And those were my partners from back then, um, my era. But be, I've met so many other actors that went to CalArts since, you know, like Ed Harris. And, I love uh, Ed Harris. And Paul Rubens, uh, Pee Wee Herman. And David Hasselhoff and stuff. So okay. they all went there. But um, so the school 
it was the school for animation, mm-hmm. though. Yeah. And uh, I mean, you know, on top of the fact that we we're there, and there were no jobs available at the time at Disney. It was like there were, the only jobs available were kind of Don Bluth, who had split off from Disney and was doing uh, Secret of Nim and okay. an American Tale. Oh. And those, oh. So I, while I was in school, I actually went and started working, picking up some freelance on an American Tale. So I did some, I animated a couple of scenes by assistant animated a lot of scenes. While I was at Keller's. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was funny, my teacher, Hal, would always be like, hey, you want me to do it for you? And I'm like, yeah, I'll give it a go. Oh, well, let me know, man. I'll, you know. <laughs> He's in his 70s and stuff, still wanting to oh, do it. Yeah. Right. I'll sit down, I'll do it. And I'm like, no, oh, relax. But that's the famous A113 classroom is yeah. at CalArts. So that was, the, snuck into that all was the, the classroom you were in. Yeah. Also, what was, was the, the application course. process like? That you have to send in drawings? Well, you have to send in a portfolio and okay. stuff. And that was interesting, too. Uh, oh, that's a really interesting story because... Um, I, I actually, before I went to CalArts, I thought, you know what? I've been, I've been accepted CalArts, um, but that doesn't start till September. Why don't I go to the States in, and go to Otis Parsons, which is in LA, uh, for a foundation program from January to like March or April or May, whatever it was. And, uh, so I applied to that and got accepted to that. And then, oh no. Okay. I'm messing up a little bit. I did that first. Before I applied, I was going to apply to CalArts by the cutoff date, but that way I'd be in L.A. I'd see if I had the, same, the right talent, mm-hmm. you know, by being here. Because I was a school school artist in Germany, but <laughs> am I as good as American kids? You know, I didn't right. know, man. Yeah. You know, he was American. But so I went to Otis Parsons from January till May. And build a portfolio there. And I did a portfolio, yeah. exactly. So now the cutoff date for... Cal Arts was, let's say, I don't know, May 15th. So I don't yeah. even remember. And I got there on May 15th and went to meet the two guys that ran, run the animation division of Cal Arts. So I sit down with these two old guys, Bob McCray and, and Jack Hanna. Jack Hanna, he'd, he'd uh, uh, directed all the like Chippendale cartoons and Donald Duck cartoons. That's so, not Hanna from Hanna. No. Barb- okay. No, different. There's oh, another right. animation. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's Bill Hanna. Um, and, and the other guy was Bob McCray. He spoke a, a <laughs> cigar, I mean, a, a pipe. Well, thank you. He'd be like that. Anyway, so um, I could imitate them all day. But they, I, I come in and they go, uh, yes. Uh, I said, well, I'm here with my portfolio. You know, I know today's cutoff day. They go, well, actually, you're a day late. I go, what are you, what are you talking about? They go, no, cutoff was yesterday. I go, hey, guys, listen, man. Oh, I... I thought it was today, and I, you know, I, I came all the way from from LA to get out here. And listen, I'm I'm from Army base in Germany, and, and and you know, I've got to be accepted. And they go, well, you know, and they look for my portfolio. Yeah, you can draw, but you don't have any like, quick sketches. I said, well, I, I don't even actually understand what is a quick sketch. And they go, oh, like this, you draw, you know, like that. I go, oh, I could do that. That you know, I didn't know, so I didn't put those in because I never. You're telling me for the first time, but listen. Listen, if you guys don't accept me right now, I'm just going to go back and sit for a whole year in Germany, twiddling my thumbs, then, you know, I'll reapply and you guys will accept me, as you've said. But uh, listen, it really, it's, it's to go back. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to become a Disney animator, blah, blah, blah. I really want that. They looked at each other and said, okay. Oh, wow. Now, that means they booted somebody. <gasps> and 
all these years later, I've, I've heard interviews with Andrew Stanton from Pixar. And he yes. says, yeah, he goes, I got turned down from, from, from CalArts <gasps> a few times. Year. And I'm like, oops. <laughs> he was the, he came the next year behind me. So oh, that means wow. obviously he got booted from my year. And I'm just thinking it was me. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. God. Well, hey, listen, it worked out for Andrew. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's right? doing okay. fine. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe that struggle <laughs> yeah. helped him, you know, hearing yeah. no once or twice. But I, I'm just guessing that oh was him goodness. because of that interview with him. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That was me. But, you know, I just I just told him, you got to accept me. You know, you got to do it. So I got in. But the po- point is, I um, when I talk to kids about the kind of stuff, I said, listen, you, you got you to gotta find your dream. And my dream is to be a Disney animator. And I said, so that becomes my goal. Now, I'm here on Army Base. Now, I said to myself, how do I get to that? Well, mm-hmm. I've got to save money to be able to do that. Okay, so I got to work. Then I've got to get accepted. Yeah. And so anyways, you, you just create these steps that you know you have to do mm-hmm. to get to that, that dream and, you know, the goal now. And he said one step takes longer than the next or, or it does, I mean, you just make the step and you get to it once quicker than the next, whatever. But eventually you get to your goal and dream. And uh, I try to encourage kids all the time with that because lots of times kids say, well, I don't think I could ever be that. Mm-hmm. I say, yes, you could. You just have to plot it Keep out Keep right. moving yeah. forward. Yeah. Isn't that a famous Disney Disney quote? Oh, I keep moving <laughs> forward, damn it. At the end of um, Meet the Robinsons, swimming. there's oh. some quote about, oh, really? like, keep moving. Yeah. There's also just keep swimming. Keep drawing mice, <laughs> damn it. Keep drawing I also, I love that Disney helped you become a Disney. Like, the, when you wrote to them, yeah. a lot of the people who you yeah. ended up working with said the same thing happened. They wrote yeah. in, and Disney yeah. was like, hey. like They know where to send their that's, aunt, and that's where they pluck their yeah, yeah. And yeah. A lot of people actually got invited to actually come train at the studio because they already could draw and, and they showed that they could already do it, you know. And so uh, some people were just bypassed um, CalArts. But wasn't the environment at Disney for animation really different now than it is? I mean, then than it is now. I would imagine so. I, I haven't big... been there in a while, and it's just you know now everybody's computer animators and stuff. Yeah. Um, even even I mean. At, when computer animation started, a lot of my 2D animation friends, uh, hand-drawn stuff, moved over to 3D to keep the job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when they excelled, they excelled. And, and probably mm-hmm. the best animators there are up at Pixar stuff were hand animators who now do yeah. that. Um, but the new breed of animators are all young kids who've learned straight on the computer. From the get-go, yeah. Yeah, and uh, at Disney right now, I think there's only one or two old hand-drawn animators even there anymore in any capacity. Right. Well, they don't the make the they don't make the films anymore. No, but even the 3D, they're yeah. not there. They've, yeah. Because they've got to a certain age. I think they just got booted. You know? That transition. Wow. It's a lot cheaper bringing the young kids. Also, yeah. The transition uh, to do computer animation started probably earlier on in your career. Yeah, they did time. a thing called, um, uh, into, well, it was a little test Glenn Keane did with, mixed with a, a 3D environment. It was the first thing they ever did. The background and, uh, being, yeah. com- like, the yeah. background being 3D. Yeah, yeah and they plotted the kid running. It was a 3D, uh, just an uh, object, like, and that was the kid. And then they hand-drew the kid, you know, uh, over those, and, and uh, it worked out pretty cool. But that was the start. Okay. Yeah. That So that's how they did. I feel like Lion King, a lot of the backgrounds were digital, but the characters were all hand-drawn. The, the, the backgrounds weren't mostly digital in Lion King. Oh, they were hand-drawn. No, but the, the, uh, that was the first time they, they used this new program that allowed them to have this stampede of... Oh, yeah. Look at that. It's the same thing they used on Mulan for the... What? I think it's a drone. It's like a big drone. Yeah. It's like it's, an Osprey. I'm, yeah, I'm not sure <laughs> how... So we're, everybody like, that's listening, really we're looking out the window here at some flying 
boat. It's a UFO. It's like the future. Well, we have military planes like that called Osprey. Right? That could looks it like be? Osprey. That's so actually. Yeah, no, that's not yeah, a drone. It's a vertical. At all. That is the vertical like a, takeoff, and but it's in a, a forward uh, mode. Goes fast. Very interesting. No, I was going to say uh, Mulan used the same scared. technology when the Huns charged. Yes. Yeah. Yes, they use the same thing. Oh, and wow. that technology allowed them to have the stampede where uh, it, it, they would not bump time. into each other. Yeah. Anything that got near each other would go the other way. Until, and, and create enough variation. Yes. But if you look closely, isn't it kind of just replicated? Oh, you can't. I mean, you replicated? can't tell, um, You paused it on he, your DVD? Yeah. You, you know, it's, just, it's, a, it would, it's a two second long scene. <laughs> right, That's right, the whole right. thing about the magic of movie making too, especially with animation, is... Um, you're you're shoot you're sending information to a viewer, and every scene is like a second or two seconds long, and it's important that every scene send the most important information that is needed to carry you to the next scene, uh, story wise. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's you know you have to because the the audience when we look at a screen we're looking at usually at people's eyes. The emotionality of the characters. I feel like you want to get like what their emotion is. Right? Uh, yeah, but well, well, with scenes going one thousand one, one thousand one, like this, it's important that um, uh, because the uh, audience will look at the faces of characters, and there has to be a flow. They'll look for the eyes. It cuts, scene cuts. They look for the eyes. Look for the eyes. Look for the eyes and stuff. And if you don't, if you don't, in that one second, give the the important part of the story that's being told. To the viewer, if it's not clearly set, uh, uh, shown, then you lose the audience for a second. They kind of go, they, it, it jars them, mm-hmm. you see. So if you have a special effect that suddenly just goes, and, you know, it was intimate scene between two people talking, and suddenly there's something over here, like upstaging, and we kind of go like that, it takes you out of the moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or a, a special, they always said, if if you see the special effect, uh, you've lost the, you, you did a bad job. Mm-hmm. You should only feel the special effect, you know, mm-hmm. and... Um, and because it's most important is that, you know, that story points are being thrown at a person. Boom. One second, one second, one second. And, and you have to clearly. And, and so the point I'm making is in animation, when I get a scene, it's very important for me to know what is the most important thing that's being said story-wise that I have to clearly show so that it blends with the next scene mm-hmm. and carries over. And what was the scene before my scene and how do I, flow from that into my scene and then that scene and that scene. But uh, so many animators just that are green, uh, brand new, just love to show off. So they'll just move stuff. Uh-huh. And it, that happened on Roger Rabbit a lot. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. man, I can watch that movie and just see all kinds of stuff just moving all over really? the place because yeah. I remember when those guys got their first scenes, they're like, I'm going to show how, how, how good I am and stuff. And, and instead of just saying, wait, it doesn't Servicing call for... Servicing the story, exactly, yeah. Uh, for example, um, uh, if, if 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 Bob Hoskins is in the foreground with Christopher Lloyd having a conversation, it's intense, and there's some animated characters in the background. Basically, just have them still and looking, and you know, just listening to them talk. You don't have them going. That baby, yeah, you know, that baby moves a lot. Oh, that baby in the one scene with the <laughs> have you at the seen beginning uh, with film? the refrigerator uh, in Who Framed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Framed. yeah. yeah it's that was been like a one while, of our family's oh favorite God. movies. I love that movie. There's a scene. That's one of the movies that, that I was baby, scared like, of as it, a child. It sucks on its pacifier so much. That movie like really scared me. The ghost in Who Framed Roger Rabbit gave me nightmares. And the end, oh, really? the end yeah, with so. the, they're, <laughs> dipping him, they're dipping him in like the hot. Yeah, and dip. dissolving. Really yeah, that's I, yeah. Yeah. I, I killed the shoe where the guy oh, dips yeah, him into the dip. The shoe dies. 
Yeah, that was cool because the emotional, the shoe. So you're like oh, scared for the shoe. You know what? I had a buddy that was that told me. He goes, "Hey, Greg, I was on an airplane sitting next to this old guy, and the guy said, What do you do?'" And he goes, "I'm an animator." And he goes, "Oh, I saw that new movie, this Roger Rabbit." He goes, "Oh, Walt Disney would have never done this." He goes, "They take this poor innocent shoe and they kill it." <laughs> and he, my friend told me, "He goes, that was your." I go, "Oh my God, what a great reaction!" Yeah, yeah. That was, so much. Yeah, I mean, it was my, my. And the interesting thing in that scene, for example, you just made me think about this: is Christopher Lloyd. I, I got the, the drawing of the photographs of the scene, so it was like a pile of photographs for like however long the scene, like five seconds or something. It's a big pile. And uh, Christopher Lloyd's holding actually uh, like a ruler in his hand for real. And when he he dips that into the thing and he starts shaking it and it starts making splashing and stuff. So I had to then draw my uh, the shoe over that thing. But sometimes the the, the, the ruler would sh- pop out here and I go, oh, God, how am I going to cover that? Oh, so I, I started thinking, wait a minute, why don't I have it like? The shoes being electrocuted, like if you and I are being electrocuted, we like this, and I'd be I'll be able to have like a lot of out of like even though I'm like this, I have oh you know and yeah and throw it here or there, and it would actually accentuate the idea of electrocution. So I did that. So I'd sometimes draw multiple heads on a given frame. So you'd see two heads, and that would cover up. That, that that ruler at times, huh. and it just gave the effect of him being electrocuted. You know, it really worked really well, actually. You know, but it was sad. Yeah. I showed it to the Robinson Beckett. He goes, "Yeah, oh, hey, give him one more look." So because I have him like looking around, like somebody help me, you know. And so he, he's, "Oh, that's great, man! Just one more look." And I went, "You know, that was it." Is um so is like the you por- portraying the storyboard something you learned in Cal Arts or is that something you learned through working? The storyboarding? Yeah, like, like how, because you, you mentioned that characters don't move in the background and I noticed this while watching shows like Family Guy, the background is pretty much entirely mm-hmm. frozen because you don't have like the depth of field magic to work. Like, it's easy to be distracted by things happening around the screen. Did you learn that throughout working on movies? Well, or that's, oh, we're, I think we're pretty much taught that, um, and you hear that in acting as well, right? You don't upstage. If and what's the famous? So was it Sir Lawrence Olivier? What do you do when you don't have a, a line? He goes just stand still. <laughs> <laughs> don't make you know. And it's true. Don't draw attention to it yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's so true. You have to. You do have to know. You know how your what your character's role is in that given scene that you're getting, and uh, and just give. You know, you're always worried. Am I doing enough? Is you know, I don't, I don't want to. Them think I'm lazy or something, you know, because I could do, I could make things move around and yeah. jump around. Yeah. But no, it's important to know that no, in this scene, it's important that character doesn't move. Just mm-hmm. have a blink, you know? <laughs> yeah. Seriously, because for that one second, we need to be paying attention to this character who's saying something, you know? So I think it's just taught and by our teachers, I think. I guess it was that. But we all took acting. I think a lot of us took acting classes on the side. I know I did. At stuff, Cal Arts? So. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. Oh man, I ran into James. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ran into James Franco at this thing in November, and I'm talking to him about because Don Cheeto was sponsoring this viewing of this the film he did. Mm. The the room the artist. Yeah, whatever it's called. The artist. The artist. Yeah. The disaster artist. The disaster, disaster artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah based said, on the room, uh, yes. which if you haven't right. seen the movie The Room, please see it. It's I, I have magical. to know that I've seen the yeah, disaster yeah. artist. But I was talking to him because Don Cheeto was showing up because he was sponsoring. I said, hey, yeah, how you doing, man? I said, I'm a buddy of Don's. I went to CalArts with Don. He goes, oh, you went to CalArts? I go, yeah. And he goes, dude, I taught there. And I go, wait a minute, James Franco, when did you teach at CalArts? Because <laughs> I taught there for four years. I go, what? 
it was after my time. I said, well, obviously it was after me, but I said, what a, I would have loved to have like been in a class, acting yeah. class. He goes, yeah, I had some animators in my class. And I go, wow. That he's would have been done every, he's, I think he's two people in one. Like, I think he's actually like a twin. A, uh-huh. I mean, he's written books and I don't know if That's he sleeps. Crazy. Yeah. The amount of like stuff he puts out as one human is amazing. Yeah. That's, what that's, he does. Yeah. I was so Incredible. impressed. I, I like to hear when, when people give back, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know. And James Franco cool. was also still getting, I think he got his degree. I'm not sure if it was a master's degree while working as an actor and People, there are photos of him like, in writing, falling, also falling in asleep in class. Writing, yeah. Like, but yeah, yeah. it's just nuts that's that he, when he got his sleep. Yeah, that he, oh, right. yeah, <laughs> cool. that's how he sleeps, <laughs> getting his masters. Yeah. Wait, so, what did you do on the Iron Giant? Iron Giant, I was a supervising animator on that. Um, okay, so just to back up with that, Brad Bird and uh, a lot of my buddies, we all did this show called Family. Dog. Do you ever see that? No. It's on YouTube. Look it up. There's like eight parts on YouTube. Family Dog was a a segment of Steven Spielberg's Amazing Stories. Um, And we did this in 87. Uh, Tim Burton designed all the characters because they're all buddies, Tim and Brad and stuff. And Mm -hmm. uh, we were still at CalArts, most of us, and we worked on this Family Dog. And it became a huge success, you know, critically. Um, I mean, it's it's a classic. uh, 20 minute or 30 minute cartoon is really good um, about a family dog and uh, you check it out. You'll love it. If you're listening here, go to YouTube and look it up. Um, and so we're all buddies from that era. And Brad was over at Turner across the street from Warner brothers mm-hmm. on brand Boulevard in Glendale. And he was working on uh, getting a, a movie together called Ray gun. And uh, they were in pre-production on that. And we were starting a uh, movie over at uh, Warner's called uh, Quest for Camelot. And that's one of the ones I knew was going to be a bomb. Okay. You start working <laughs> on, you know? And, yeah. And so, but I was on it for a minute, uh, heading up this one character. And, um, but Brad was finishing, uh, they were closing down Turner for some reason. And I had just started helping Brad animate a trailer, a, a teaser trailer for Ray Gun. Mm-hmm. So, um, I was, uh, you know, in touch with them across the street, and suddenly Brad was being uh, let. They were closing down the place, and I said, "Well, Brad, you got to come over here to Warner's and and talk to my buddy uh, Max, who's running the place. He's the president there." And so I brought them together, and uh, Max showed him the different projects they were kind of were thinking about making at Warner's, and one of them was the Iron Giant, and uh, it was nothing like what you see today. It was a mm-hmm. little book that deals with this Iron Giant that flies up to fight. A giant bat up by the, the sun, and it's really weird. And it's a really thin little book. But um, uh, Pete Townsend of The Who had done the, uh, a play and a musical. He'd written a musical for The Iron Giant uh, back way back when, and he was attached to this project through Warner's. So, anyways, Brad liked. He says, "You know, I'd like this one. You know, but I'd like to work on the the idea of it." And so he kind of came, boiled it down to what if a gun had a soul? Mm-hmm. That was what if a weapon had a soul? And that's how he pitched it to Warner Brothers. And they said, yeah, go with it. So he changed it to the Cold Warrior and stuff like that. Which was and, inspired by a family tragedy, right? His sister, I think, was... Oh, was was that was that known? Yes, I, I believe it's public knowledge. His what? sister was killed, I think. Oh, yeah, I've never heard <laughs> anybody talk about that. <laughs> okay, maybe. <laughs> I'm pretty sure... Yeah, his sister. Maybe she didn't, but she was. I I read that she was shot, and that okay. inspired. That was why he was very passionate about 
making a film about weaponry that had wow. had a soul. Interesting. Well, I did. I'm, the giant I'm, is. I mean, I didn't know. I had never heard anybody talk about it. Oh. So that's the first thing. I mean, that's good. I mean, you've heard that, and he probably spoke yeah. about it, obviously. Um, yeah, so uh, he, you know, all of the guys that we had pretty much worked together on Family Dog, he called us in and said, hey, man, you know, I want you to work on this. Or I'd go into Bradley. Hey, man, where are you? <laughs> man, I want you to come on board, man. Do some test animation for us, man. That right, is that, really that. what he sounds like. And uh, so I remember coming in over and uh, I left the other one, the question came, came on with Brad. I enjoyed it. I did some test animation. And this then, is now over at Warner Brothers. Yeah. Okay. It was in okay. Glendale. And so then uh, we then got, I, then I got assigned to be a supervising animator, uh, not just of, of character, but of sections. It was kind of old hmm. Disney style. So I was in charge of, I had at one time like 40 guys under me. Uh, doing scenes, you know, Brad relied on me to to take and handle scenes out. He briefed me on them, and then I briefed these guys and, um, you know, make sure that I got from them what I knew Brad wanted. Mm -hmm. And so then we'd show uh, the scenes uh, daily, we call them dailies, and we'd show them at uh, even the scribbly stage. You know, most most animators like to hide away and do something for a week and then show a, a finished thing, and it might be totally wrong. It might be like, well, yeah. dude, the character mm -hmm. needs to come in from the left, not the right. Right. You know, he's wasted a week. Yeah. You know, so Brad's like, look, man, just show it at the initial just scribble stage, and that way we can catch anything early on, and that way we can maybe embellish, you know, uh, upon it. So we we had to lose our egos and kind of just go in there daily and show your stuff in front of everybody at scribbly stage and everything. And Bradley, yeah, man, it's looking good. You know, just do this, do that, blah, blah. And, and it always, it always worked out with, with my crew and stuff. And, uh, it was, it was just so great a movie. You know, I knew I was making something special. Mm -hmm. Um, they were making Tarzan over at Disney at the time. And I remember running this one guy that I knew uh, for Calor Stays on at Disney. He's like, Oh yeah, you're working on that that little project over hmm. there, at Warner's, the Iron Giants. I go, oh come on! <laughs> oh boy, you're on Tarzan, and we're not worthy. You know, I was like, get uh -huh. out of here. So uh, we knew we were doing something special, and uh, but boy, it took a while for it to gain its audience. I feel like it didn't the initially. Movie? Yeah. Oh, well, that's listen. That goes to politics know, of Warner yeah. Brothers. They dropped the bomb on that ball on that. See, they had Not just invested. It and, yeah, yeah. But they had just spent a lot of money on this quest for Camelot, which the, was the bomb. Mm -hmm. uh, and they they thought they could just buy their way into Hollywood and just come up with anything. And unfortunately, they put their money behind the wrong one. Mm -hmm. Put it behind, it. and then they were gun shy. They're like, oh, you know, uh, they didn't want to even give Brad a, a, the right amount of money we needed. Right. And uh, so he settled for a certain amount, but they really didn't push it and. I could even tell you a story that is just woke, woke me up to Hollywood, which was this. When the movie came out, we all rushed over. Me and a few of us went over to Hollywood's man's theater, and, you know, Chinese theater, mm -hmm. and we all bought tickets that we opening weekend to watch it with an audience, mm -hmm. right? And uh, and Eyes Wide Shut was Kubrick's film. That was a Warner Brothers film. Yeah. Had opened up a week or two earlier and was bombing, Right. So I went up, got tickets for Iron Giant, paid for them. Went, we all walked up to go in the cinema then, and the guy taking tickets goes, oh, Eyes Wide Shut, uh, that way. And I go, Eyes Wide Shut? I said, oh, no, no, Iron Giant. He goes, oh, yeah, just go over there. And I go, oh. And I thought, oh. So Warner Brothers. Wouldn't even play it in the, the big no, theater. No, 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 no. Obviously, they said, sell anything for Iron Giant, just make it Eyes Wide Shut. And and boost the numbers. 
You see what I'm saying? Wait. So, so you bought a ticket to Iron Giant, but it registered as an Eyes Wide Shut ticket. Yes. That feels illegal. Like <laughs> something about Welcome that. to Hollywood. It, they boosted their numbers. That's what they wow. were doing. Wow. And that just, I was like, oh, I see. That's dirty. How this dirty. Went yeah, to so go. We, we've bombed, you right. know. Right. And they're trying to save something that was bombing. Which was more important in their mind, artistically, which was, for maybe so like Oscar. Crazy. I wonder how many people also were just like, mm, okay, I guess I'm gonna go see Eyes Wide Shut now. <laughs> you yeah. know? Well, like, you could still, could you still see the movie? Did you still get entry yes, into see that was, it? And they were directed to just say, oh yeah, Eyes Wide Shut. Yeah, it's over there. It's Iron Giant. Yeah. You know? and, oh but it was goodness. me. As I see, that's the first time I saw Eyes Wide Shut. I go, wait a minute. I, I just bought Iron Giant. He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not fine. Uh, that theater there. Wow. I was like, oh, okay. that is crazy. That oh. man. That's a scandal. Yeah. Because well, now Iron Giant is looked at as like it's a such classic. a great film yeah. in, in yeah. animation. And you know, they spent a million dollars a year ago or two years ago. Warner Brothers went ahead and gave another million dollars to Brad them to finish up some sequences that they weren't at Brad the time wanted. properly like funding or they were kind of yeah. holding back with exactly. money. Yeah. Uh, 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 one was the dream sequence about, uh, did you watch it? Is I've it? seen it. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, with the dream, uh, the giant's sleeping. He's like, <laughs> This and and the TV's going bzz, 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 and and Dean's like what the hell and suddenly you see the land of the Iron Giant and they're at war and stuff. He's like what? He's looking out and the Giant's going uh, 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 you know. So it's really it's really cool. But one sequence that didn't get finished off was when I was in the middle of making and it's on the the making of uh, at the end of the the the, the DVD they show uh, the sequence in the classroom and I had animated um, Cloris Leachman's voice. As this teacher, and I'd done this animation, done some kids uh, in the classroom animation, and I was hoping it was going to get finished off, but it was one that wasn't, uh, wasn't. finished off. I was like, "Oh man!" Yeah, because I loved the animation I actually did that I loved. So, so what are they doing with these sequences now that they're putting the money behind? Are they going to? They, well, they're done. Oh, it was. Like it's now released the film. Yeah, with they released the new it. scenes. They showed it in the cinema the for just cut. a minute, you okay. know, and then they put out this new director's cut one. It's out there, uh, DVD. Wow. It's a nice little package you get with a like, little figurine and stuff, I think. It was That's on so Netflix cool. for a while. I think that really yeah. helped it with younger generations because I look cool. after some kids and they were like, what's this? And I was like, no, watch, watch that. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Try you'll, to steer them in the right direction. You'll cry at the end. Yeah, It was yeah. one of those, like we, I remember being in elementary school and we'd have like movie day when all the kids would go to the auditorium and they'd put on a movie for us and they must have put the Iron Giant on like four times in a oh, year. Oh, really? Because we were all, we all loved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we didn't mind watching the same movie. Mm-hmm. Right. Over when and it's over. good. Yeah. yeah. It was great. So do you remember what, when you start crying, what part at the end? I'm trying to think now. When they. Mm. He's like, you stay, I go. And they yeah, lost the missile. The missile's gone, been launched and they're going to die. All the people. And so he goes off into space to to take on the missile. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. I he, don't know. Oh, okay. So he's flying up to, to Do you the remember missiles. crying at school? So, I was 10. So, <laughs> yeah, I didn't have emotion. So they launched this missile. It's going to come down. It's going to kill everybody. So the Iron Giant flies up and he goes straight onto the missile. He's like, he remembers the boy saying, you can be whatever you want to be. And he goes, Superman. Oh. <laughs> do you remember oh. that? Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. yes, I do. <laughs> Anyways, I tell you, that's that my, my buddy, it? my buddy did that scene. And, um, and he said, what do you think? And this one where he goes, Superman. He closes his eyes and, you know. It's that missile. And I looked at, this is, again, I love uh, working together with, with uh, 
people, we, you know, synergy and mm-hmm. and uh, we look to each other to always improve our own animations. I'd always go to my friend and say, "Hey, man, my drawing's not working. Do something." And he redrawn. That's it. You know, mm-hmm. we always did that. And this particular friend did that scene with the, the Superman, and he showed it to me. He said, "What do you think?" I go, "Man, there's something." Oh, I know what it is, man. Do this, and he did it, and it just it killed. And what it was was he had had uh, him close his eyes, and he says, "He closed eyes with Superman." He goes, no, he goes, Superman. He closes his eyes, right, and smiles. Kind of, there's a smile. And then he, that's it. And it was just, I said, okay, why don't you do this now? When he says Superman, and he closes his eyes, just raise his chin up like this. So, Superman. Like, bring it. Yeah. Bring it on. Yeah. And that little raising of the chin just yeah. sells it, man. That's Before, cool. bam. And oh. I tell you, man, I still cry every time I see that damn yeah. thing, even though we made it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. I mean, that's the Lion King, too, for us. I, the oh, Lion the King. As a kid, I, I refused. It took me come like 10 on, years to come back. Mm, it's already starting. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, Toy Story is my number one tearjerker. Toy Story 3. I can't, I can't Toy even. Toy Story 3, yeah. That's a, ooh, that's a potent one, man. I can't even talk I about what. I haven't and seen he it. He hasn't still. seen it. Oh, he you hasn't seen any one. of them, right? The first one. You've seen the first one. Oh, second one's better than the first. And third Which is, one is incredible cool. considering how quickly they came together yeah. with the script and stuff. And yeah. I love the Toy Story movies. Yeah, they're great. So good. I, I just, oh, those are the movies that uh, they don't, if you think about Disney classics, classic classics, they all had music to them. They all had mm-hmm. songs, mm-hmm. stuff, uh, Snow White. Right, right, right. Peter Pan. They're musicals. Then when we got to movies like Meet the Robinsons and stuff, mm-hmm. they were missing songs. Mm-hmm. The and they didn't do very good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a negotiation. Pixar was like, Pixar didn't really want to do musicals, but Disney was like, well, mm-hmm. we need. So the Randy Newman song, but that yeah. characters don't actually sing is there. Yeah. Like. I, yeah. Uh, I, was, I remember bringing that up to Bob Iger. I was in a house in this meeting with Michael Bolton and Dick Cook and, and oh Mike, uh, Michael Iger walks in. Bob Iger, excuse me. Bob Iger walks in. And he's sitting there and we're talking. And I said something about... Um, I said about the lack of songs and in, in Pixar movies. And he goes, yeah, well, we're going to change that. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you know, I wasn't complaining. I would somehow right, the conversation because right, right. Michael Bolton had done the music for Hercules. And so we were talking about yeah. all that stuff. And, and that's great and I, soundtrack. Yes. And that's all. And then, then just to hear Bob Iger, we'll be taking care of that. And I was like, yeah. oh, interesting. There's definitely some parent child with oh, Pixar man. Disney. That's what we yeah. got into oh, a little yeah. bit on our last episode. It was it was Pixar. And we really, yeah. Last episode? I thought on the first episode. You're our first, <laughs> first guest, guest ever. Oh, okay. Yes. And we might put this episode yeah, out maybe before you will be the, the, first episode. the other ones. None of them have. Welcome to the premiere episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, actually speaking. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find we'll out whether that. or not we're leaving. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> no. Um, yeah. So are you not allowed to like, are there any weird roles that you can't draw any of the characters that you worked mm-hmm. on in movies? Because like I can Disney imagine. Disney, oh, you mean I'm what, sure. draw on the street? Like, I mean, oh, and like, yeah. like you, can't, you probably hyena. can't sell them. Oh, well, you know what people do though? They do this commission stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. All, all my friends are always, yeah, here's a new commission I made. And it's like, oh, wow. With They're Disney characters. Hundreds of dollars. Yeah. Huh. Wow. Yeah. Is that, are they, because I. Obviously, <laughs> it's, it's like. I don't know. No it's one's going after artwork. them, maybe. maybe. No one's yeah. Yeah. tracking them down. I that. only asked because I um, wanted to have like a replica made, not a Disney movie, but a replica made of a weapon used in an action movie by the company who made 
the props for the movie. And they were like, we're not allowed to even. Is this Electra? Yes. Electra oh. size. Do you know about the Electra movie? No. The character, Raphael? Jennifer Garner. Anyway, okay. she uses these weapons. I just that know I'm, like, you like Electra. <laughs> and they're like, we are not allowed to, to make this right. for anyone. Right. To have. Well, dude, you can go to other people. Yeah. yeah, find like someone that who wasn't true. involved. I have a buddy, it, yeah. Chris, uh, a magician friend, Chris Kenner, out in uh, Las Vegas, who last year showed me his collection of Hollywood props, and he has damn near every kind of gun that was used or, or weapon that was used in, in all the big films that we know and stuff. He he wants to get the Toontown uh, bullet one, you know? The, yeah, I remember the let's go to work, guys. <laughs> I might need you to. Uh, Where did he get to these? connect us so I know his. He's a magician, source. so he I'm guessing really he like, he he like the swept them off the set without anyone right. noticing. Well, you know, but there's people that do replicas all the time for things like yeah. that. They'll commission, especially you know, in LA. Commission. Yeah, yeah. Easy when I was working find. at Orlando, I, I was talking to some of the guys that actually built the parks, and they said, "Hey, man, if you ever build a house down here and you want like a." Themed rooms and stuff like we do it, man. We're you know we freelance on the side. I'm like, That's really? Awesome. <laughs> so one guy, Brian Summers, actually had his house with different themes in every room. One room's like a grotto. Another room's like are there a hidden Mickey's? No, uh, well, <laughs> probably. One guy had my friend uh, uh, had a Mickey uh, uh, mouse hole cut in the wall with a little entranceway and stuff for Mickey. Oh, stuff. cute. Yeah, they, when he built the house, he yeah. had them do that and stuff. They probably snuck them in. They love to do that. Well, yeah. <laughs> and not you know, say that's anything. That's so fun. And yeah, we try to sneak stuff in. I mean, you always hear about these uh, these things that are hidden in the movies. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Stuff. And I can tell you for a fact on Roger Rabbit, Bob Zemeckis had us do stuff. And I didn't, I mean, I didn't have one on my scenes, but like Betty Boop, he had, uh, he ordered, he said, look, man, I want to stay true to the Betty Boop films of the past. He goes, so I want a frame where her top comes down and you end up seeing her breasts. And I want a frame where her dress lifts up and you see other things. But it's just so, it's so brief. It was just it's for unnoticed. one frame. It's, it's, it's not noticed by the human eye. I mean, Unless I can know, see it because you know I actually see one. Yeah, but I can also see like a frame fly by. Right, right. I, that's what I'm trained. But the audiences won't catch it. So it came out in cinemas that, that way. It's in there. It was in there. But then once it came out on VHS, they... When people can, like, stop it and stuff. Yeah, yeah really find it. So huh. did, was there inside knowledge? You're, did animators know, even if it wasn't, like, they weren't instructed to do it, but animators would regularly sneak things into, like, scenes that... Because we, we know of some <sighs> Disney stuff that we yeah. won't say what exactly. Well, you know, I, I don't have knowledge of those things. I just know that it's, it's a common... Uh, even my old teachers were talking about one time... <laughs> he had done this goofy cartoon and it got all the way to ink and paint. So it went through all the departments and got animated, assisted animated stuff. And by the time it got to ink and paint, they realized this goofy character had genitalia <laughs> attached to him. And they're like, what the hell? And they had to go back and take all these out. But um, animators always do <laughs> stupid stuff. That is, that's great. Uh, I did something with a Jessica Rabbit uh, and my producer said, man, as much as I like that personally, he goes, this is Disney, so, eh, you know, erase it. I said, all right. She's too. I, I won't say what I do. <laughs> Use your imagination. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, I thought it added to the scene, obviously, in a, in a subtle way. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> you know. you know. And it, maybe it added a little too much. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it's not there, so it doesn't matter. What was your favorite project to work on? Oh, that's funny because I I really enjoyed my time on uh, 
on uh, Iron Giant, but also I enjoyed working on the Ren Stimpy show. I enjoyed working on Cool World, which was a you know crappy film, but I really enjoyed my time on it. Um, that was with Brad Pitt. It was a live action movie with animation. Cool World. Brad Pitt and uh, Kim Basinger and yeah, I haven't yeah. I know that one. What year was that? That was uh, 91. Uh, oh, oh, I was born. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's cool. <laughs> so, yeah, that was fun, though, because it was another mixed one. I'd already done that with Roger Rabbit, so I was already accustomed to working, uh, uh, bringing anime characters into scenes with uh, live action. And uh, it's cool, you know, meeting Brad at that time in the studio. So, hey, dude, you having a good time? Hey, man, how you doing, man? Yeah, you having a good time, man? Uh, he's just, it's cool, it's cool. Um, but I had fun on that one. I like I said, it's it didn't do very well, and it it was really, really poorly uh, uh, received. No, poorly oh, oh. Uh, made uh, in terms of story and stuff. But there's uh, reasons for that. Uh, so uh, you know, there's been apologies made to people over the years by certain individuals mm-hmm. that it was it could have been better had they been not delving into other things. At the time, hmm. uh, won't go into they those, just didn't give it like the love that it needed. No. They were distracted. Oh, gotta get it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, am I on video? That'll be a great Black screen grab. Uh, <laughs> a gift. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but I had a great time. You yeah. know, so you're saying, what did I have fun with? So I had fun with those. Other ones were really hard. I mean, like Pocahontas was really. It was mind-numbing for me because I was assigned to the uh, the father character, mm-hmm. which is Powhatan, uh-huh. and his he, it was the dude delivered lines boring. I mean, it was just like <laughs> monotone. Like, my daughter, you must choose, you must choose the path that will take you to the place <laughs> on the river that will be. And it was just like this. Right. What we really look for for a voice is like, hey, what are you doing there? You know, well, you know, yeah. up down, right. grab onto things and animate that. But no, not the father. I literally just had to go. My daughter, choose a river and just like do this a lot. And I was like, oh my God. You kind of just want to put like something flying in the background at that point. (laughs) The father kind of just float up. Yeah, right. Something. Uh, And I remember at the rap party, that was the the, the Indian um, gentleman, was Russell Means, famous Indian American uh, uh, guy that he did the voice of the father. And I uh, met him at the. Rapper, he's like, oh, you were on the, my character. And I go, yeah. And he goes, oh, how did you like it? And I said, oh, it's great. Uh, oh, it's great. <laughs> oh, well, good. Well, you know, we're talking about maybe doing a TV series with the oh. character Powhatan's uh, adventures. And I'm going, oh, great. Yeah, good luck with that. He goes, oh, Help maybe you can work on it. And I'm like, well, oh, maybe not. <laughs> like, like, no, oh, no. is that the pie over there? I got to go get some pie. <laughs> I wanted to ask, do you guys have parties after every movie? Yeah, they have rap parties. Uh-huh. How is it like? Do people, do they rage? Let is lose. it sort of like they get drunk. animators gone wild? The cast and I mean, it's the, voice, <laughs> the voice actors come. It's kind of everyone. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, them. like on that one. That's right. On Iron Giant, uh, Vin Diesel came. That was cool. So I met him at the time. And Jennifer Aniston. Met, no, I didn't meet her there. I met her at the airport one time and I introduced her to my, my wife and my daughter at times. She was really, oh, hi, what's your, Elizabeth, blah, blah, blah. And it was like, oh yeah, they're they're always cool. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and the brat parties are always fun. Uh, they always give us something, you know, like a, a shirts or something. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, hey, I wouldn't mind some more money. Uh, <laughs> right? Well, come on, take this shirt. <laughs> come on, big guy, you got a, a drinking cup there with the name of the show. Oh, okay. How about some back end? Right. Yeah. How about some residuals? <laughs> yeah. So, but the parties are fun. 
Uh, it's just a fun process. Normandy is a really fun process when you're amongst creatives because like Brad Bird and stuff are all, they, they've come up through the system as well. So you respect them. They respect you. And it's, it's just energy and you can go to each other. And But then, you know, then you get work on some projects that are made with people who kind of just number people. Mm-hmm. You're like, uh, your yeah, numbers yeah. aren't up to this week, you know, or whatever. And it's like, huh? You know, and so that's the downer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's not funny. And, and uh, you know, I won't name the studios uh, per se, but they, they, they love to keep you on the edge of your seat as, and make you think that your job's on the line. And this isn't just me. I'm talking yeah. about everybody. Yeah. It's kind of directive. Uh, somebody I know went to a, one of these retreats with the management of this big company, and they were, is, they were told, you know, it's them versus us, and we need them to, you know, fear for their jobs. We need to keep that kind of uh, thing in there. And I'm like, why? Yeah. Why don't you, you don't want to, uh, you want to encourage creativity. You don't want to like uh, uh, put your thumb on it and, you know, yeah. and, yeah. and, and uh, yeah, hold it back. working from a place of being scared of losing your job, that's not going to make you yeah, your exactly. best work. Right. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. When you got that in the back of your mind, you're trying to produce magic. Right. Yeah, I guess they they think from that standpoint. One, they're going to work better if they're scared, and two, they'll stick to the whatever rules don't that they have. Like, you yeah, know. yeah. I'd oh. say Brad. Brad feels like he's really into every project, and everyone's like, "Why did it take fourteen years for Incredibles 2? And he's like, "I, I was doing other things, but I also waited until I had. I only want to make this movie if it's something. Yeah, if it's a story worthy of telling. Yeah, yeah, and that's why yeah. it, it was good. I think. Yeah. That, you know, when you, when you when a studio forces you to do a part two, a part three, or something, Oof. and uh, which Disney used to do a lot more uh, yeah. of a lot of those direct to video yes. things, yeah, yes, we talk about this, but yeah. they make the money, you know, they're that's all they're a bottom line. It was, it was at. merchandise generators, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and if you look at their merchandise numbers, you would, you would, I mean, I remember, <laughs> I remember seeing, and I've only seen these numbers one time, and that was for 2003. This is in Forbes magazine or something. It was character merchandise sales for that year, and Mickey Mouse and Friends that year, two thousand three, had made like five point six billion, and then just Tigger, merchandise. Oh, Winnie the Pooh and Friends, yeah, merchandise. Winnie the Pooh and Friends made five point eight billion, actually more, and then and Finding Nemo came out that year. It was only been out for six months or something, and it already made two billion. That's insane for that year. SpongeBob mm-hmm. and stuff that year had made 1.5 billion. I just remember these numbers being like, "What? This is just Holy like, moly!" Right? These companies are just, just sitting. They're and just like, yeah. "Come, and give us the money." Yeah. Apparently, like, cars. So that's what we cars, talked about. Cars. When cars came out. It made like five billion the first year or something in merchandise. And apparently, it they didn't have a follow up all these years, and every year still made a billion dollars. Yeah, in merchandise. Made over that's 10 why they continue to make yeah. the Cars movies. Of is course. that merchandise? Of course, cars it's their land. biggest. Well, That's their it's biggest little seller. boys and their, I mean, their kids in their cars, car shoes, cars, <laughs> backpacks. Yeah. Kids I, love cars. When you, when you, come, well, I told you about when you first go to Disney, they set you down uh, as a group, the, the recent hires. And they had a, I remember in Disney LA, they, they had the lawyer for the company come in and talk to us. And he said, everything st- at Disney stems from the animated project. So product. So you have a, an animated film and from there it trickles down mm-hmm. all the monies. You know, it just goes from there. But that's the the start of it is an animated cartoon. That's where the characters come from, that they yeah. sell all the merchandise, yeah. build the parks, yeah. all of it. It's all. It's and nuts. It's, yeah. It's that's why they got desperate money. to keep Pixar. Because I think it was Iger was walking around the park and was like, we got to we gotta keep 
Pixar. I mean, all our character, our top characters are. And look, they're they, know, they have Marvel now. They're getting Fox. Yeah, Can you imagine Bart Simpson is going to be around the park. Comcast That's pulled crazy. out of that. Comcast is, doesn't even want Fox anymore. <laughs> yeah. So Disney, if if they get it, it's about oh, to own eighty percent of the U.S. box office. They, they also get that's, blue. That's they get all the blue scary. sky films. Yeah, that feels that's a little crazy. too much like monopoly. Well, as long as they keep it, as long as they keep it just kind of going and not, yeah. not just close it down. Like somebody was saying to me the other day, said, "Well, now they're going to get blue sky and with did Ice Age movies and all that, and they'll probably just close it down." And I go, well, "Why would they do that?" Mm-hmm. But who knows? Right. But yeah. I hope they just let things be. You have so much talent. If they could send that talent over and work on those movies and continue to make them. Well, yeah, that that place exists already. Why not just keep it going? Yeah. Yeah. It's in New York. Just keep financing its movies that it has slated to be made. They haven't lost anything, I don't think. I don't know. I love those ICs. Yeah. How many are they on now? Oh God, I don't know. I stopped at, I I stopped at like number three. After yeah, three I think three out is the last movie. one that I saw. Really? Toy Story four. I lose count. Yeah, I think they got more. Since. I only saw the first one. Oh well, so there's there is like an unrelated. There's like an Ice Age like spinoff. Oh, yeah, with right. just scratch or whatever. One of the yeah, characters. Is that the yeah. squirrel? Yeah. Yeah, Wait, so what are you, you're now based in LA, but what are you yes. working on currently? So I'm in pre-production on a new TV series. That is going to be, uh, it's with Sony, and it'll be shown on Netflix. And it's uh, called Roscoe's, and it's set in Roscoe's House of Chicken and Waffles. Oh. So it's a prime time series, probably a little more edgy and a little more hip-hop. Entirely animated. Yeah. Okay. So it'll be animated you know, in, the, in the vein of Simpsons or Family Guy, but or a little beyond. You know, Is Roscoe's an L.A.? Where is it originally from as a chain? L.A. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I only know it here. I didn't know if it yeah. was from elsewhere. Arizona or something. No, no, he hasn't expanded. He could. He could. He's been offered like P. Diddy sat down with a whole plans like taking it worldwide. Oh wow. And, and stuff. Are and you yeah. friends with the owner? I know him. Okay. Herb. Herb's the owner. Maybe he'll like you'll have a cast party and have that'll be the catering. Oh, you can oh, bet yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> it better be. No, it's gonna be everything will be, yeah. Nebraska. Cool. Yeah, can you imagine get McDonald's the catering? <laughs> right. like, what? <laughs> or Kentucky Fried Chicken. Right. Yeah. No, but that's, that's that's exciting. I've got this also, this uh, live action uh, comedy. We're going to be doing Lionsgate. And that's, for me, brand new that I'm going to live action. I'm really excited about that because it's a quicker process. And, you know, and I get to work with some uh, amazing actors that we're looking at right now. So we're we're in talks with that right now, getting the cast together. But Lionsgate already said it's it's a go. Yeah. And it's an action comedy? Or no, it's action? a live action comedy. Live action. Live, real yeah, 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 yeah. Because I was from animation world. Right, so. right, right. Like Brad Bird going and doing Mission Impossible. Yeah. It's the same thing. Which was great. And then the other one was Tomorrowland. Yes, yeah, which I I liked. It was originally called 1955, if I'm not, not, not mistaken. That could be but right. That's, that's they wanted the year, to tie it in. The into park the, yeah. yeah, so they want to tie it into the park more and call it Tomorrowland. They do that a lot. You know, like, uh, you know, uh, they just simplify. Like it was uh, the... Uh, you got movies like Fox and the Hound, mm-hmm. The Great Mouse Detective, which had been Basil oh. of Baker Street, but they just called it I The Great Mouse Detective. You know, I've never seen it. The Little movie. Mermaid instead of yeah. Ariel or something. Right. And but one they didn't do that with here was, it was weird. I don't know why they rebranded it. It was Rapunzel. We all know Rapunzel. Right. The yeah. Hands, but they call it Tangled. Mm-hmm. But in yeah. Europe, where I was living in Europe when it came out, it was Rapunzel. Right. In the cinema. So I was like, oh. That was weird. the beginning, I feel like, of Disney animation getting. Back to back. like the yeah. heyday. Yeah, no, so maybe they, got, they were just trying to. Yeah, I don't know. they 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 kind of um, 
there was, lost themselves. They lost themselves when Katzenberg was there at the end mm-hmm. uh, before he started DreamWorks. He had just uh, they had done a Treasure Planet and and Atlantis. Uh, Atlantis. Atlantis. Those ones just missed the mark for me. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I think for audiences, audiences too. Yeah, yeah and, and that's another one. Uh, that that one. Uh, what would you say? Uh, Home on the Range had been called Sweating Bullets, which was cool. I liked it, Sweating Bullets. Yeah. And Kingdom of the Sun became Emperor's New Groove. Uh, that did okay. Which, yeah, Emperor's New Groove that has okay. yeah. That's a fun one. That was but fun. then the other ones we just said, mm-hmm. they started to decline and Katzberg left. And then they continued forward with Meet the Robinsons. So they started doing the CG ones that mm-hmm. didn't immediately. Bolt. It took a, it took a Bolt while. Bolt was good, to get, but it, yeah. Yeah. But Tangled, I feel like, was the first one where it was yeah. like, okay, like, and now, I care about, oh. Now they're back. Game over. Yeah. Frozen, Moana. Yeah. Why did Atlantis miss the mark for you? Just curious. Um, and that might have that might recently been, for the first and that might have been one of the other ones that did not have music. Uh, it didn't know for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, that's uh, that's one of the main reasons right there. Um, it's slow. The story. Did you like it? I don't think so. Oh, it was oh, very oh. talky. About, <laughs> I think it was very <laughs> talky movie about how to ex- explain dark. what's going on. It's really dark. And, yeah, how we're going to solve this. Yeah, I think they, you know it's again when you think of Disney animation, you think of music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and when caring about the characters, I don't know those characters' names. Those is it like brothers, two guys, I don't two even boys? Know yeah, so no one even knows. No, I don't even know. I didn't work on those ones. The Tangled, those. Flynn Rider, that oh. horse. That horse has so much life. Oh my god, that horse is great. <laughs> He's great, <man>. right? <laughs> He's and so even great. her little gecko buddy. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. Her pan, her frying pan, is the character. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's Disney. Yeah, Beauty and the Beast was another great one. The character I love. Oh, I always yeah. loved animating inanimate objects like those teapots right. and all the stuff. It's just I always loved that from movies like Sleeping Beauty, where where uh, Merla's like, you know, oh, come on now, and they clean the, the the dishes and stuff all get cleaned by floating through the air into the water and mm-hmm. yeah. getting scrubbed by a brush, but all magically. I always right, loved that right. stuff. You know? Yeah, and uh, that's what they carried over into Beauty and the Beast: inanimate objects being animated. Love that. I love animation that we can make, magically make anything come to life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like these you things care are, about these it. These are like, these are like, these uh, microphones are like the uh, Pixar. Lamp. Yeah, yeah that's what we were saying, you know, yeah. You totally could, I could move this around to make it like. Mm, yeah, you know? give it life. Yeah. yeah. And have them like, then you do it kind of Charlie Brown style where like, if if you left left this room and you turn off the light, now they come to life. Right. Once you go on. And they're like, wah, 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 you know, kind of the. Yeah, Charlie Brown. You don't the, need the him teacher. to talk. You, can still, yeah. you know, it doesn't have to be in English. Yeah, I could feel exactly. the magic just thinking about I it. I know. That's, that's the whole beauty of imagination. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you just come up with. And you guys, uh, you guys are from the Groundlings. So, yeah, yeah. Right. So, yes. you know the whole thing about just letting you loose, that, right. just let your <laughs> mind go. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. And you have to flow, and mm-hmm. and it's, magic's created that way. It's just yeah. you know, okay, that's cool. But what if we did this? And you go, oh, whoa. That's, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, yeah. And then we do this. You know, it's just like, oh, that's And that thing crazy. you were saying with your friends and like <coughs> bringing your artwork over to them and you're like, there's one thing that's off and that yeah. it's that teamwork, yeah. that creative teamwork. Absolutely. One of the best lessons. That's it. And one of the best lessons, you just made me think of this too. Uh, one of the best lessons I learned about thinking outside the box was um, uh, some of the people on your crew are, are fellow magicians and um, at least one. And um, uh, I had designed a, a, an illusion for Doug Henning. Now, he was the guy that was popular before David Copperfield. He's kind of a hippie. He's like, hey, guys, I'm Doug Henning. And I was still at CalArts, and I came up with this idea, and he bought it from me. Uh, and he says, 
now, uh, well, have you thought about any other things to do with this? And I go, well, what do you mean? He goes, well, like, for example, if you did this, you could do that. And I go, oh, not, wow, I didn't, yeah, you don't give me, give me some, t- I'm going to come back to you with some ideas. And he encouraged me to think beyond just kind of the norm with something. And that just opened my eyes to now anything. And I've come up with so many story ideas and stuff that are, that are out there now I hope to get made. But I always, like, let my mind just go, and then I even push it beyond, and I say, no, that's too far, come back. Same with yeah. animation. Animation uh, is uh, you, don't, you don't safely animate. So you actually mm-hmm. push, because you're caricaturing, you're caricaturing reality. So you push beyond the movement stuff. It's mm-hmm. just now you don't do just subtle acting movement. You do more character, more stage-like, yeah. you know, you know, like, you there, <laughs> you know, and it's a little. And so when we animate, we try to go and push the boundaries of mm-hmm. of that movement we're looking for. And you go f- too far out so that you realize, okay, it's too far and you That's come back. That's exactly what they tell us in yeah. improv. They're like, we'd rather you do too much and you can pull back. You pull back. Like timid. Yeah. Other than not exploring. Doing enough, yeah. yeah. And, and Milt Call, the greatest animator of all time, was always like, yeah, 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 you haven't even begun to explore the possibilities. He would tell. Sounds like Jimmy Stewart. Well, he was like that. (laughs) That that era. Yeah. He was stuttering and stuff. Yeah. Um, He he would tell animators that, you know, he he said, don't settle for this, you know, explore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Try different things. Give something special out of it. It's like, wow. So all those things stick in my head, Uh, you know, go ahead and ask a question. It's like that (laughs) Disney quote, never stop. I, I, I only just know, just keep At swimming. The end of That's, right. Yeah, you're not, you just keep quotes, swimming. Just, just keep quotes, swimming. Uh, Nemo and Dory. Um, I know we're we're uh, we're running out of time, but and I think the answer to this question is probably no. Live action Lion King coming out 2019. Mm. Do you know anything about this? Well, my friend uh, was one of storyboard artists on it. <gasps> okay. Oh, <laughs> and, and he, oh, yeah. um, she told me Jan, John Favreau. Is the director right? Yes. He yeah. uh, really relied on the team to to bring their visuals to because he was working with nothing. I mean, it's like it doesn't yeah. exist. They're right. all CG animated, so he really relied on them to uh, give their thoughts and, and and ideas through storyboarding, and uh, it worked out really well. Apparently, that mm-hmm. way because um, he and I, I don't know anything. And I'm not saying it's, it's going to be great or anything. I don't know that, but he uh, admitted that he needed their help. You know. Had the right creative mindset of mm-hmm. yeah. like, this is a team. Effort. Well, especially because there's no, there's yeah, no, nothing to base it on. Yeah, it doesn't exist. Yeah. It's all CG. Yeah. There's no yeah. animals. That no was nothing. what he did too with the Jungle Book, right? He directed that, the live action. John I don't know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Was he that had live action boy and stuff in there? So. Right, yeah. right. This was apparently just all. This is entirely okay because, yeah. yeah, there's no humans in yeah. Lion wow. King. Wow. Well, if you happen to get tickets to the premiere, and oh my God, God. <laughs> let me know. Well, like, yeah. well, I've got that kind of pool. <laughs> yeah, it's here in Hollywood. You know um, who to call. Yeah. <laughs> Greg Manwaring, thank you. Thank you so, so much. much. This is this so is, enlightening and well, exciting. You're very welcome. I. I hope I was okay as a guest. Yes. Yeah, excellent. Than, I hope I we know. were okay. I feel like we could do so. six episodes. Ooh, I know. Like I feel one like, on each I feel like dive we have, deep yeah. on just like each movie. Yeah, we might have and just to. Just on your past, your childhood. We might have to do a part two. Or, your years at CalArts. Yeah. I'll help yeah. write your biography. <laughs> as a young man growing up. Very, yeah. Oh, no. yeah you well, no, I appreciate uh, you having me. Thank you so yes, much. Thank you I'm for excited coming. to be thank part of this coming. new show. 
Yeah. And I hope you uh, would come back. Yeah. Yeah. You can bring me back when somebody's like telling a story about some movie and I was like, hey, hey, that's wrong. I was there. Our fact you were not that guy. <laughs> busted. Yeah. Greg Marion busted. It's my new series. Yeah, that sounds like a Hollywood. Show. It's good. It's Hollywood it busted. Real. Yeah. It's a hit. It's a smash. Um, thank you, Greg. I'm Chris here with Briars. I'm Briars. This has yes. been factually speaking. And that's it. Thanks for listening to Factually Speaking, a Castbox original podcast. We have new episodes every week. Please rate and review on iTunes and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. <laughs>